0: New level, new devil, they say. Well, old level, same devil too. It depends on your default mindset. It depends on your paradigm, and that paradigm will dictate how you perform in order to achieve and then maintain your next level, whether that's in your career or in your relationships or in your health and fitness. Today, we're gonna be talking about how to identify and then defeat that invisible force inside of you that's holding you back, that's keeping you from success through failure. It's keeping you in that loop of failure to failure to failure, and that invisible force is self-sabotage. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harsha Jr., and today we're talking about self-sabotage. Yes, it's that insidious little force inside of us Most of the time, we don't even recognize it. We don't even know it's happening, but we're going to talk about how to identify it and how to crush it and defeat it and unlock your potential. Release the parking brake on your life, your success, whether it's in your career, your relationships, like I said, your health and fitness, any area of your life. But real quickly, just want to remind you, you can listen to Success Through Failure on any smart speaker. Just say, hey, Siri, or hey, Alexa, or hey, Google. Hey, Google. Play Success Through Failure podcast with Jim Harshaw Jr. Give me a second now while I go turn off my Siri and my Alexa and Google who are trying to play the podcast right now. Actually, joking aside, that's actually happening. And ways to manage your energy. Hey Google, stop. Also, remember if you like these episodes, share them with a friend. This episode is episode three hundred seventy nine. You can tell your friends. Check out Success Through Failure podcast on any platform, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform. Tell them to check out episode 379 about self-sabotage. You know there's one person out there, one person in your life who you know would enjoy this and would benefit from this. So please give it a share. Thank you in advance for that. So let's dive in here. We've got four parts to today's episode about self-sabotage. Number one, what is it? Number two, how do we recognize it? Number three, why does it happen? And number four, what do we do about it? Okay, so the first part of this, part one, what is it? That's gonna be really fast. And then part two is kind of short. Part three gets a little longer. Part four is really the meat of this episode and what I'm gonna be spending a lot more time on around that topic of what do we do about it? Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one coaching session with me. That's com slash apply. Now back to the show. All right. So what is it? What is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is any. Self defeating behavior, any action that you take that gets in the way of your goals or intentions. Right? That's a lot of different things. I'm going to share with you a few different ways to recognize it here. Okay. So that was the first part. Number one, I told you that was going to be fast. What is it? What is self sabotage? Now, how do we recognize it? Second part here. If you've ever noticed yourself within reach of your next level, maybe it's that new job or maybe. It's some breakthrough in your relationship or some positive thing that's about to happen to you. You're getting closer. You've been working really hard. And then all of a sudden, you back off. Maybe you don't try quite as hard. Maybe you mess up. Maybe you drop the ball. Maybe you sleep in and miss the meeting. Maybe you put too much on your plate and all of a sudden you're going, wait a second, That thing is not getting any closer. That new level, I'm stuck just below it. And it's always just out of reach, just arm's reach away. Oftentimes we do this because then maybe we don't have to deal with that new devil of that new level, right? You can oftentimes do these things the backing off and dropping the ball because, gosh, if I don't achieve that next level, then I don't have to deal with that perceived stress or the pressure of that new level. And unconsciously, often we just want to stay in our comfort zone. If you've noticed yourself doing this, if you've noticed yourself kicking the can down the road or not trying quite as hard or backing off or putting obstacles in front of yourself when you get close to that next level, that is Sabotage. I had a recent Pathfinder. And that is, Pathfinders are or those are folks who are in my Reveal Your Path coaching program. Call them Pathfinders. One conversation I had recently, he said oftentimes he gets into this good place. And he's been there before where he's found success. And his challenge is staying there. And that's actually why he came into the program to begin with is because he's like, Jim, I have these huge ups and downs, right? I'll be successful and then I'll crash and then crash and burn. And then I'll find success again. And kind of ups and downs. He's like, I want to level that out. And he's discovered, we've discovered recently that he gets into this good place and then he self-sabotages in the form of overloading himself. And so for example, he'll find some success, he's in sales and he'll close some deals. And then he'll say, okay, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to make 10 new business contacts every day. I'm going to wake up early and work out every morning. I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be Superman and super husband and super dad and super business guy, super sales guy, everything. And he overloads himself. He pushes himself to the point where he can't actually keep up. And then everything starts slipping. He can't keep up. He feels like he's overworked and he gets stressed out not enough sleep, everything starts slipping, and then he feels like he's failing and everything crumbles. There's this cycle happens. And sometimes he'll push himself to the point where, let's say he'll push himself for like two weeks, and then he feels like he deserves a big break. And then he'll binge. He'll go on an alcohol binge over the weekend. He'll party and hang out with neighbors and friends and drinking. And and then he that sets him off track for the next week. And then That success gets pushed back further and further, and he ends up down in the dumps for a while before he climbs back out of that. That is self-sabotage. And we've done some deep dives into this with him about, like, you know, why do you do this? Where is this coming from? And there's this idea of fear of success fear of getting there and then having to maintain it. Gosh, I've got on top. I'm doing it. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard to maintain. But this is all unconscious. He's not actually thinking this stuff at a conscious level. But he feels like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard to maintain. Let me like overload myself. And then I'll crash. I have an excuse to crash. Well, I have an excuse to go on a binge. And I have an excuse for why I didn't sustain this success. All right? So maybe you've seen this in yourself before. Maybe you've seen procrastination. You know, you get busy with minutia and you get bogged down and you know there's that one thing you should be doing and it's a really important, really high value task and you just never get to it because you're too busy checking email or hanging out at the water cooler or, you know, checking out ESPN.com or whatever website of choice that you like to go to that's just a time waster for you. Social media, of course, maybe even it's substance abuse, alcohol or otherwise. These are all forms of self-sabotage. And listen, you may be a very successful person. This episode isn't for people who are really struggling or, or there's, they just haven't found success ever in their lives. I mean, I've worked with individuals who are making multiple seven figures who struggle with this. People who are elite athletes who struggle with this. This is something I think everybody struggles with at some level, in some area. Of their life. All right. So we talked about the first two things what is it and how to recognize it? Let's talk a little bit more about why it happens. I touched on it a little bit. Oftentimes it's something like, you know, can I maintain this success? Or if I get to that next level, gosh, I'm just going to have farther to fall. Right. So there's that fear of failure, fear of getting there and having to maintain it, fear of the stress, fear of the pressure that that next level is going to bring. The fear of all the things that success could bring. And that's uncomfortable. So we want to stay in our comfort zone. It feels comfortable here, right? But you have to be uncomfortable in this place. You have to understand how comfortable you're going to be in that new place. But oftentimes, we want to stay in our comfort zone. And listen, you might be an Iron Man finisher and still deal with this. Maybe it's in another area. Of your life But self-sabotage is real for everybody in some area of their lives. Sometimes it comes from, you know again sticking with the question of why does it happen? Sometimes we don't believe we're worth it. We don't believe success is for us. So there's these little things that we do that we put in our way, these obstacles that hold us back. Maybe we don't feel like we're qualified, and then you just get stuck in a routine of working really hard, but you keep that thing just out of arm's reach. Just beyond your fingertips because you're putting some kind of obstacles in your way. Again, procrastination or substance abuse or staying busy with minutiae or missing a meeting or whatever that thing might be. Another reason why it happens is losing control. Like we want to be in control. And sometimes we can put failure, we can put obstacles in front of us and fail on our own terms. I can create that failure, I can create that obstacle. And I'm in charge of it. I'm still in control. There's this sense of control. Like we all want to have control at some level. So being in control means, okay, I'm going to stay in control here and I am going to drinking binge or I'm going to take on this huge project over there. That's going to distract me from this other goal. And when I take on this huge project over there, now I'm in control. I'm in control of that. And if I fail at this other thing that I've always been trying to reach, I'm in control. I've still got control. I've got control of this other project over here, right? That kind of is related to to staying in your comfort zone. So these are some reasons why it happens. All right. So let's get into the bulk of the discussion today. And when I say discussion, it's me talking at you. Let's be frank here. (laughs) Number four is what do we do about it? What do we do about self-sabotage? Maybe you've identified some of these things in you. Maybe you've you listen to me talking and you're like oh gosh yeah i've i've done that before i catch myself doing that sometimes or jim i don't really do that but wait a second that actually is resonating with me at some unconscious level somewhere deep down you're going okay maybe you're right you listen you don't have to admit it to anybody you know you're probably on the treadmill right now or commuting or wherever you're listening to this you're probably thinking to yourself yeah yeah maybe that's kind of true in that area but jim i I drive the nice car. I have the nice house. I have the great job. Everything looks perfect in my life. My kids go to private school, the whole bit. But inside you're going, ah, yeah, there's this self-sabotage going on. So what do we do about it? This is the hard part, but it's rewarding. I'm going to break this down and make it easy for you. I'm going to give you some really practical things you can do. This is all about shifting your paradigm. This is a hard shift to make. I'm going to give you a couple of examples in my life where I had to make this. So for me, back when I was wrestling, from a very young age, wrestling was something that I found some success in, but the real success that I always wanted was just out of reach. And there's always this internal battle, this understanding that success was for other people. So many of the, the kids who beat me at a young age, the excuses were made, well, his dad wrestled. Well, he has an older brother who wrestled. Well, they're at a, a better wrestling program. They have a better coach. All of these things. Were drilled into me at a young age. And so I just started understanding that, oh, okay, I can be kind of successful, but I really can't achieve that top tier success. And I battled with that. I didn't know I was battling with it, but I was battling with that for years. This was my paradigm. I didn't know. This was just the water that I swam in. Couldn't see it, couldn't feel it, couldn't touch it, didn't know it. This is all I knew. This is just my operating system. I didn't know there was any other operating system. But I started working with a mindset coach and he shifted my mindset to understand that success is for anybody. And the only thing holding you back, Jim, really is you. And I started understanding my fears and my struggles, my doubts. And once I was able to circumvent those, put those down, I was able to free up myself to fully be who I wanted to be and just compete at my best level. And now that doesn't guarantee success. It doesn't guarantee anything. All it does is free you up from self sabotage. It frees you up from failure that you're putting in front of yourself, the obstacles that are holding you back that you're creating on your own. So that was one that I had to get through in wrestling. And finally, once I learned how to get around those and put that baggage down, that fear of failure in the underthinking belief that was success was for other people, I finally got under the podium at the national championships. I never even got under the podium at the state championships in high school, but I got under the podium as a division one All-American at the national championships in college. Now, on the business side, I went through the same thing. Money, as far as I was concerned, represented evil. and For years, I didn't believe that I was worthy of making a lot of money. And even if I did, that was bad. Money's a bad thing. Well, it's not. Money's not the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And these were just words that I heard when I was young in the sense of money's bad. If you're making a lot of money, you must be doing something wrong. Um, you know, I grew up in a very, very hardworking household. I mean, we, we freaking worked, man. Like weekends were for work. And so were evenings as well as the work day. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up splitting wood year round because we heated our house with firewood. I was a country boy. I mean, we had massive gardens. We grew tons of our own food. We harvested our own food through hunting as well. And we just worked and worked and worked. We fixed everything. If it was broken, we fixed it. We didn't pay anybody to fix it. We did all of our own work. And that was great. I, I love the values that were instilled in me at a young age. The flip side of that is that those were based upon the idea that money is for other people, financial success is for other people, and gosh, if you're working any harder than us, then you must be doing something wrong because we're working as hard as it gets, and we don't have the kind of money that, that others do. And so this was just another paradigm that was part of my mindset. And listen, we all have these paradigms that are both positive and negative. These ones that the the hard work and the work ethic, thank goodness for that. I mean, gosh, I'll take that any day because it allowed me to get to where I got to in wrestling and in in college, going to the number one ranked public university in the country at UVA and all the success I've had in my life since. Like that was all based upon that hard work. That was a critical piece of any success that I've ever had. Now there's this other piece that I needed to clean up. And Once I finally did, and through some of these tactics I'm going to share with you here, it changed my life. Everything changed. You know, so oftentimes we just think it is work, hard work, right? It's not. You know, if you're stuck in like some deep-seated belief that you're not worthy or that you're not ready or you're not qualified or money's bad or success is going to be uncomfortable or scary or that just means you have farther to fall if you get there, or it's just going to leave you in a place where you're vulnerable, if that's your paradigm. You have to do the work to shift it. Now, as we get into some of these specific hows, like how do you deal with this? There's this one asterisk. Okay. There's one piece of fine print. See a therapist. If you're dealing with mental illness, if you feel like there's some depression or something else, see a therapist. Now, I'm a coach and we have a bunch of coaches that work with the Harshaw Group. These guys are amazing and they can help, but often there are underlying things here. And sometimes, a therapist is what you need. Sometimes a coach is what you need. As coaches, we have tips and tactics along the lines of cognitive behavioral therapy. What is cognitive behavioral therapy? CBT for short. The Oxford Dictionary defines CBT as this, a type of psychotherapy in which negative patterns of thought about self and the world are challenged in order to, and listen to this next part, it's important, alter unwanted behavior patterns, or treat mood disorders such as depression, all right? We're going to focus on the first part, the alter unwanted behavior patterns, all right? This is what we do as coaches. We are working on altering unwanted behavior patterns. My wife and I have seen a marriage therapist for years. We've, you know, it's been, I think, eight or 10 years ago, we went to him first, and we've since gone back, and it's really a powerful experience to work with a therapist because they dig into our past. And it's fascinating what we learn about how we operate in these paradigms that we bring to relationships, that we bring to our jobs, and we bring to every area of our life. And so so many times, you know, we have these breakthroughs. It's like, oh, of course, this is how we're interacting. How do we not see this? How do we not see that this is because of how you were raised and because how I was raised. And now we have to interact on a daily basis and raise a family together. Like, holy cow, there's a lot that goes into that. And there's a lot behind that. So for example, for myself, pulling back the curtain a little bit, like I got a lot of attention as a child by achieving. I had a great upbringing. Like I said, it was tough. There was tough love. I mean, real tough love sometimes. And, and, it was uh, blue collar, hard working. I mean, we split wood year round, hunting, wrestling. You know, our house was not all that nice. It was fine. You know, we had a, a great you know living situation, but it was uh, it was a shack of a house to be honest. But we had a good childhood. But like any family, we had our challenges. And I found out for myself that by achieving, I could number one bring joy to the home, and number two, I could get positive attention. So I'm an overachiever. I'm a people pleaser. I feel valued when I'm achieving and to a fault sometimes. In my, you know, my love language is words of affirmation. I had Dr. Gary Chapman on the show just not that long ago, episode number 376. Dr. Gary Chapman, if you don't know, he's the founder or the originator of the five love languages. Fascinating episode. Tons of great feedback on that. So I would recommend checking that one out, episode 376. But words of affirmation, tell me I'm great. Then everything's going to be fine. <laughs> that plays out in our marriage. And it causes all kinds of conflicts and friction, but this is my paradigm. This is what I'm working on changing and helping my wife understand where I come from. And then for me to understand her paradigm, because her paradigm has totally different challenges, but these play out in relationships, these paradigms. And so you have to work on uncovering these and understanding these. And you can do that with a therapist. You can do that to some extent, and it's different, certainly with a coach, and there are different, more specific things that we're working on. But again, this all goes back to altering unwanted behaviors. So some CBT-inspired actions, some cognitive behavioral therapy-inspired actions that you can take if you feel like you're leaving too much on the table, you feel like there's more in the tank in your life, and you're just not getting there. All right, I'm going to give you some real specific takeaways, action items here, right? Number one, success log. And I read a book titled The Confident Mind. And this was written by Dr. Nate Zinzer, who I had on the podcast back in episode 336. He was the director of performance at West Point for decades. He's worked with two time Super Bowl MVP Eli Manning and Olympians and just the world class performers. But he actually has something in his book that's very similar to this. I've had the success log for years and then I read his book. I'm like, ah, oh, this is very, very similar. But this is a CBT based kind of concept of. Documenting all the successes, maybe not all, but just the highlight of your successes that you've had in your life, whether it's professional, personal, otherwise, documenting those and then reading those or creating those in a a list that you can memorize or you can visualize when you're going into, let's say, a sales presentation or you're setting a, a goal to run a marathon or a 5K or whatever that case might be, or you're trying to lose 10 pounds. Where have you had success in your life before? And it can even be in other areas where you've been consistent, and focused, and you've achieved things, right? You, you document these. You actually write these down. And what I actually do with my clients is we'll use this success log exercise and we'll have them actually record an audio into their phone. Just click the, the, the voice memo button and read those successes back. But you're talking directly to that voice that deep down unconscious internal voice that is putting the roadblocks in front of you, the self-sabotaging part of you. You're using those words against that negative version of yourself that's holding you back, okay? That's one really specific tactic. Now, listen, these are great tactics. They work, but they don't work if they're just something you heard on a podcast and you never took action on them, all right? So that's the first one, the success log. The second one is a very simple one. Using I am mantras. So often we say, I am tired. I am sick. I am struggling. I am, I am, I am. And we finish that sentence with a negative. Can you change that to a positive? I am successful. I am improving. I am doing. I am finding success in. I'm achieving blank, right? These I am mantras. Those two words, those words, I am, are so, so powerful. Come up with one right now, in the moment. Hit pause on this episode and identify an I am statement for yourself. And then say it three times out loud. Go ahead. I'll wait. Did you do it? I'm still waiting. Go ahead. Hit pause. All right. I hope you did it. I am statement. That's another one. Here's another one. Third one. There's a great quote by Marcus Aurelius. He says, waste no more time arguing what a good man should be and be one. What's the same with you? Stop thinking and just start being. Be the person now who you want to be, right? So oftentimes people have it backwards. They think, okay, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to do all the things. And then whenever I do that, I'm going to achieve the the thing, that level, the award, the promotion. I'm going to lose the 10 pounds, whatever it might be. Then I will be the person who I want to be. No, no, no. You can't achieve those things. You can't get to those next levels or stay at those next levels unless you be that person first. Be that person. Feel it inside of you. I heard this performance psychology tactic years ago when I was wrestling, where the idea was to pretend that you're actually somebody else. In practice, just pretend that you are, in my world at that time, it was a guy named John Smith. He was the GOAT until recently. There was a guy named Jordan Burroughs, who has uh, won uh, seven world and Olympic championships. But John Smith was the guy. He won six. And I would pretend I was John Smith. And it just puts you in this different mode Of operating, I would wrestle really well, and I would like take on his kind of persona and and his body positioning, and and it would just change who I was for the moment. Be that person now, whoever that is for you—Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson or Sarah Blakely, whoever it is. You know, those are kind of business examples, but be that person. Be the version of you now that you want to be internally. Say the word, say the I am statements. Look at your success log and become that person now. Feel that inside of you, and you'll start growing actually into that person. Now, if you find yourself procrastinating or stalling out, then, like I said, those are forms of self-sabotage. Here's what you can do about it. Raise your standard by joining a group. I recently joined a mastermind group where I feel I'm a small-timer in this group because these are all really amazing Entrepreneurs, very successful, but it's raised my standard just being around them. I'm like, oh, okay, that that's actually what success is. I remember when I was competing, when I was wrestling, there's a guy named Mike Kraftchick. He's Dr. Mike Kraftchick now. And Mike was an all-American before me, a couple of years ahead of me, several years ahead of me. And I remember asking him, like, Mike, what am I not doing? Like, what did you do to get to to the podium at the national championships? And he talked to me about hard work. And I'm like, Gosh, I thought I was working hard, but he set a new standard for me. And so just being around those people changes you. Another one you can do is have a clear vision for your life. Do you have actually a clear vision for your life? Have you done that work? And I'm not talking about just kind of off the top of your head, but like, have you sat down, pen in hand, and done the work? Maybe with a coach to really define that clear vision for your life. Another one. Set clear micro goals, actually actionable things that you can do this month to start working towards the goals that you have, right? Maybe it's making a million dollars or getting that promotion or losing the 10 pounds or healing your relationship or whatever that might be. Do you have specific goals for this month? Like this is publishing in November of 2022, whenever you may be listening to this years forward, but it's still red, doesn't matter when you're listening to it what are your goals for this month? Like, what are your action items for this month? Do you have them written down? Have you identified them? Or do you just kind of like go, hey, I got to do this, I got to do that. And it's like blended in with a hundred other things that are on your to-do list. No, you have to have very clear what we call micro goals in the Reveal Your Path program. And if you want to learn more about micro goals, go back to episode 294, 294. That's an episode specifically about this really powerful tactic that will help you continue to advance in your life in any area. What else can you do about procrastinating and self sabotage? Well, you can welcome accountability. You know, there are certain things you have to do. And some of those things might be, you know, like working harder, but some of those things might just be being consistent at doing the things every day that you know that you need to do. Some of those things might be getting accountability about actually doing the success log, actually coming up with the I am statement. Like, are you doing these things? Or are you just going, yeah, I know about them, I've heard about them right? Just like gratitude. Everybody knows you're supposed to have a gratitude exercise activity, but do you actually do it? Because it freaking works, but it doesn't work if you don't do it. You you talk to very, very successful people. Michael Chandler, he's one that always pops into my head because I just know him personally and how hard he works on himself and on his mindset. I've had Michael, by the way, on the show a couple of times. Episode 323 is the most recent one fascinating, fascinating mindset concepts and stuff that he actually does to get himself ready. for. He's a UFC fighter, uh, one of the top fighters in the world. But can you welcome the accountability into your life? Because that is going to help you defeat self-sabotage. Now, let me remind you of this. Don't forget this. Be happy now. Regardless of where you are in your life, where you are in your path, and that success, that next level feels just out of reach, that's Okay. Be happy now. Happiness is not when you get there. Happiness is here and now. And oddly enough, ironically enough, if you can be happy now, that success is going to be easier to attain. Back in episode 373, I actually talk about that a little bit more as well. Uh, That was the episode about what to do about unproductive days. We all have those but I talk a little bit more about this, this concept of, of being happy now. Listen, there's so much more to unpack here. This is a brief primer on self-sabotage. I hope this helps you take that first step towards defeating your own self-sabotage. So here's my question for you now. What is your first step? Like before you do anything else, as this episode wraps up, don't do anything else before you determine one thing, just one thing that you're going to do and when you're gonna do it and how you're gonna do it make it specific, make it clear, make it actionable. Good luck. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly.